assume all the luxuries of an adult or all of the uh the benefits of an adult without assuming the same amount of responsibility what's up world it's your girl gwism with the wisdom i'm the ceo and daisha and we are millennials to society what's up millennia fam this is episode 47 we are nearing episode 50 and on this episode we're going to be talking about a topic that probably everyone can relate to um the name of this episode is should i stay or should i go and if you already guessed it by our Instagram post, we're going to be talking about when is the right time to move out on your own or should you stay at home uh, with your parents or with your family? Um, but before we jump into the session, Daisha is going to highlight a business. Yeah, so as always, y'all know we like to highlight Black businesses and I wanted to shout out um, the girl that recently did my makeup for my birthday um, you know, Scorpio season. Uh, her name is Tiana Dickerson. Um, I found her on the humble on Instagram, just like going through hashtags and stuff. But, um, yeah, I found her, I booked with her. There were some hookups with the, uh, the booking process, but I will say once she addressed what it was that I needed her to address, she was very professional and, um, I love my makeup. I went to her, um, what was it like two weeks ago? She did my makeup, very personable. I was in and out. My appointment started on time, which is a big thing, you know, as far as getting your hair and makeup done and stuff. So she was really, really nice and she did a really good job. So I just wanted to give her her flowers. Um, and if anyone is interested in her, she uh, specializes in bridal and special occasion makeup. And one of her area of expertise is soft glam, which is what she did for me. So uh, we will put her information in the description. Again, her name is Tiana Dickerson and her business page is tb.makeupartistry. Um, so again, we will put all of that in the description of this episode. So yeah, if you need your makeup done, all the holidays are coming. You going to somebody else for Thanksgiving and you want to be extra, check out sis, get your face done. Yes, 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 yes. We love that. So now we're going to jump into the session. And like I said, we're talking about moving out or staying at home. Now, Daisha and Ungui are both um, living on their own. I'm still at home with my parents. So you'll be able to get different perspectives um, on this episode. So to kick us off, the first question is, when do you think it is the right time to move out on your own? Or how do you know it's the right time to stay at home? Um. Well, I think that first and foremost, it's when you can afford it, when you can afford to the financial burden of living on your own. I think that um, that is one of the biggest um, things that should come into play when you're making this, making the decision of moving out on your own. I also think that when not only the financial side, but just the responsibility side of um, having your own space. So being responsible enough to 
keep up with bills, maintain your space, um, keep up with yourself. Cause you know, if you're moving out into, from a family situation, maybe you have people that handle certain things for you. So if you're able to just take on certain responsibilities that come along with um, living on your own, that could go from washing dishes to doing laundry to um, regularly cleaning, whatever that may be. I think those are two big indicators that should indicate whether you're ready to move out on your own. Yeah, Uncle, we covered pretty much everything I, I was going to say, like legit. But um, yeah, I was going to just add when you're comfortable, when you feel comfortable um, and when you feel like, okay, it's time. Like, I feel like you have an idea when you home, like, okay, all right. You know, I want to kind of experience this. Let me start this process. So I would say when you feel comfortable and ready to do it, um, don't do it because of someone else in your ear. Like, you need to be moving out. You 20 something years old, blah, blah, blah. Do what feels comfortable for you. Um, I think that's very important. And also, too, beyond that, as we touched on, the financial aspect of it is very important as well. Like, I know for me and my household, it was given nobody is moving out until you got a certain amount, you know, ready to go. <laughs> so I think that, you know, it's very important, especially for black households. I think sometimes we push or parents push their kids out at a very young age. And it's like, you don't have no savings, you know, you're just not ready to go. So I, I think that's really important, you know, on a financial tip that you have yourself set up a certain way where you can say, all right, I feel comfortable to do so because God forbid you move into your new place and something happens, you know, you lose your job or what have you. It's a wrap, especially if you live by yourself. Like for instance, I live by myself. There isn't nobody else that I can be like, hey, I need you to pay a bill. Like, no, you have to make sure that you set yourself up a certain way. So I think those um, are key indicators when it comes to like figuring out when it's time to move out. I just, I also wanted to add one quick piece. Um, or if y'all follow our social media, which you should, um, they should made a post about, and it was like tweets um, about people being like, oh, I had a better relationship with my parents when I moved out, this, that, and that third. And I personally think that, um, you know, your home or the space that you call your own, like when you come back after work should kind of be like a safe haven for you, a place of this is my space where I can just chill out and zen out. And I feel like if you are living in a bad family situation or not the best for your mental health, or maybe you're transitioning, like you're transitioning into an adult, um, I think that that's also a good time that you should know if you feel like, dang, I can't go out and come home and just feel peace because I got to deal with like my parents or my siblings or my whoever that's living at home. I think that that is a great, that's also a great um, indicator that, okay, it's time to grow up. It's time to move out of this situation. You know, if you're clashing with the people you're um, living with and you're like, okay, well, I think we just need that space, that boundary of not having to see each other 24-7, share a bathroom, share a kitchen, share a refrigerator, um, and that'd be good for you mentally. That's also a great way to know, okay, it's time for me to go. So, Daisha, as someone who just moved out, how do you know that, how did you know that you were ready to take that next step? Um, so I kind I feel like I kind of touched on it already. Like, you know, it was a personal decision. I had got to a point where I was like, I don't have any 
I don't have no issues with anybody in my house. Like if anybody knows me on a personal tip, I get along very well with my mom and my sister. So it was all good there, but it was just like, all right, I really want to explore this. Like when I went to college, I didn't have the experience of staying on campus or anything. I stayed home. So I'm like, I mean, I'm getting old. Like this year I turned 26. When you going to do it? You get what I'm saying? Like the time is moving fast. We four years from 30. When am I going to experience this um, and be able to be in a space by myself being as though, like I said, in college, I didn't have that experience. So that really was what it was for me. And then also too, additionally, when COVID hit, everybody in my house was in the house. My mom worked from home. My sisters, you know, they did school from home. So for me, when we were all, were all like in that space, you know, through the, throughout the pandemic, it was like, bro, like I can't even take off for, from work, like take a PTO day <laughs> and like really be able to zen out because it's other people in my house. I was in the basement of my house. So, you know, although I was in the basement, you still could hear noise upstairs. You got people coming down, washing clothes, so on and so forth. So it's like, if I wanted to have a day to myself, like taking off, it really was never a day to myself. That didn't exist in my household. So I think, you know, on top of the fact that I already wanted to experience this, COVID was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back because I was like, all right, like I need a space where to Ungui's point, I can just come home, put my big foot up and relax and don't have to worry about seeing nobody or anything like that. It's nothing personal, but it just hit different when you have space to yourself especially, you know, after a long day, we're in school, we work, it just hit different. So that was, that was what it was for me. Well, for me, as the, um, the person out the group who's still home, I mean, I am not in a financial situation where I am ready to, I want to have a lot of money saved up when I move out so that I'm not worrying about, as everyone mentioned, how I'm going to finance me, um, living on my own. I also don't, I mean, it's loud in here sometimes, but for the most part, I know that I can come in my room, close the door and be in a peaceful, safe space for me. So those are some of the reasons why I am still here in comparison to other people who have moved out. Um, But overall, do you think that there's a pressure for millennials to leave the nest after they reach a certain age or milestone? I know we kind of talked about how in the Black community, that's something that is really common. Yeah, I don't know what it is about our community, because if you look at, like, for instance, in my past job, I worked with a lot of non-Black people. Like, it really was just myself, Ungui when she worked there, and my other co-worker. We was the only Black people that worked there. And, like, being in a space like that where you're with other races and other ethnic groups, yo, they do not be pushing their kids out the house. And I'm, I'm here for it because the way they do it is they set them up for success so that when you do actually leave the nest, I ain't got to worry about you coming back because we set it up in a way where you have all the tools and the resources that you need prior to stepping out there. And so I, I feel like, like I, I said previously, I think that our community does that a lot. And it's, 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 it's a disservice, I feel like, to us as young people. So I think, yes, in our community, there is a lot of pressure as it relates to that. Also, too, for whatever reason, people think when you finish school, it's like, oh, okay, you really an adult now. Like, what you doing? You need to be moved out. It's not giving it. Some people, you know, they like to Micah's point, you in an environment where you're at peace, where you can still continue to do the things that you enjoy doing. 
I feel like whatever works, like if you want to stay home, that's fine. You don't have to have, you know, outside pressure from other sources to move out. And then also too, um, I think social media is another factor. It's a lot of pressure from there as well. When you have so many people, so many young people that, you know, are living large, we talk a lot about like luxury and luxury apartments. You see that a lot on social media. So I think it's a lot of pressure there as well. But again, I think just do what's best for you. Yeah, honestly, so, I mean, okay, so I'm African, as y'all know, and I feel like I don't feel the pressure or really see that pressure in my community to really move out. I feel like if my parents could have me stay at home for the, forever until I get married, they would definitely do that. They would be glad to have me stay at home. And I feel like I don't, I personally have never really seen anyone being pushed out at a young age. I, But I also feel like that's because there is a view of you're not grown. Um, I feel like even now when I go home, my parents will still, you know, of course they, I'm older, but I, I'm not seen as as an adult. Like you're not grown just because you go to college. You're not you, you're not grown. So I think that for me, I haven't really seen um I haven't really seen that. But I will say that I agree with the whole part of um social media. Um, there is this uh desire to have a certain lifestyle, like I'm living in this luxury apartment um living large whatever the whatever the case may be and I also feel like just societal pressures people feel like once they reach a certain age um they should have certain things so even though they're not financially there yet or they don't even take the time to recognize that they're not mentally there to just really take the step to move out on their own they feel like they have to because oh, I'm 25 years old and I'm still living with my parents' house. Oh, like they just said, I'm this, I'm X amount of years close to 30 and I'm still living with my parents. And I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but I could see how um, there is a picture that is painted that you two grown to be living in your family home, you know, at a certain age or maybe after you graduate. I, I If you married now, you need to get about your parents' house, but... Yeah, that's just what I think about it. Um, we no, for I do feel like with the age thing, like <laughs> no day. I have I have family that's like in their thirties that live with their family still. I just I'm sorry. To me, it's levels. At the end of the day, like I said, do what you want to do. But um, something and I agree, it is levels. Yeah, it is some levels. things like my mom would say, I refuse. I refuse. Like <laughs> you know, and then also too when you. When you get older, say you're in a relationship or whatever, you might want that personal space. It's a lot of different things that as you get older, it's given okay. Like Yeah, I, I agree. You parents <laughs> bring your significant other to stay the night at your parents' house. What? Yeah. Which is like that's a small thing, but it's still something that I I personally would think about. So, yeah. So for those millennials who do move out and then they double back and they end up back in their parents' house, guardian's house, whoever it is that they were living with initially, do you think that they should feel discouraged when they find themselves in that situation um, when it comes to going back after they leave? I would say no, um, because like we were already saying, like 
if you move out and you see that you're not ready and your parents or whoever are willing to take you back in, and that gives you more time to kind of figure out what you want to do, give you more time to save, then I don't think you should feel discouraged. If anything, I feel like you should feel, what's the word I want to use? I don't want to use brave because I feel like that's so cliche, but you should feel good about yourself just being able to ask to come back and or even have the support system to lean on yes because a lot of people don't have that so I don't think people should feel discouraged if that happens like as we get older it is all a learning experience so it's nothing to feel um discouraged about in my opinion yeah to add to that I listen things happen for instance when my mom um was younger she and my dad, they moved out with me. They were young in their early 20s. They was trying to be cute and whatever. And then she had to bring it on back. She had to double back because for whatever reason, you know, the money was running low and they had to come back and live with my grandmother. Things happen at the end of the day. Obviously, we don't want those situations to happen, but I feel like I definitely would not be discouraged if I had to double back because um, things happen. And then furthermore, we are in, currently in a global pandemic. God forbid anything can happen. Somebody lose their job, whatever the case may be. And if you got to go home, you got to go home. To Mike and Ungui's point, it's a blessing in itself for you to even be able to have the support and to have somebody open their doors for you to do so anyway. So I would not be discouraged at all if I had to go back home. And I also think that it's an opportunity to, um, how do I want to put it? Like use... Um, make the most out of a situation, right? So it could suck that you got to go back. I know a lot of people feel like, dang, I'm I'm going backwards. Um, I thought I was past this point, whatever the case is, but I think that they should look at the, or try their best to look at a bright side. This is an opportunity possibly that you could save up money, that you could save up money and you can um, explore other possibilities um, or even investments that you couldn't or wasn't able to because you had to pay for a monthly rent or you had um, financial obligations that you just couldn't keep up with. So I think that, you know, looking at the bright side in a situation like that is always um, an option in a situation like that. And also people, like they just said, people go back for so many different reasons career changes, maybe a certain career didn't work out. So you have to double back and find your way into something new. I think that as long as you're using that time to build instead of dwelling on the negative aspects of it, I think that there's always something great that could come out of it. You never know what God has for you. So what about the people who stay at home longer than they initially anticipated? Like they were like, okay, I'm going to move out in five years. And then they end up not moving out until like two years after that. I mean, uh, again, things happen. We always have these specific timelines in our head. Like, oh, by 30, I'm going to be this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to be married. It's God's plan. So if you need to stay home longer for whatever reason, like we said, get your finances together, get your mind right, mature a little whatever the case may be, it is what it is. Um, That's how I look at it. Like, that's the short answer. And I also feel like people fail to realize, like Daisha said, it's not on our time, it's on God's time, but there are so many other people who are in those same shoes. I don't think that there is 
that many people who made a plan five years ago and it went according to all the way down to the to the last period all the way down to the last dot so I think that again I always say this giving yourself a little bit of grace um and just saying that you know this is not the end of the world this is not the end of the race there's still time to make even better plans to make even a possible bigger move um is always an opportunity okay so miss ladies who live alone (laughs) once you or once somebody decides that okay I'm out of here. I'm moving out. What are the steps that they should take to prepare to actually move out? I think that honestly, people should. Um, how, what, how do I want to say this? Like adjust their expectations, right? I know that so many people, especially at our age, people want to live alone. People want to live in these luxury apartments with marble and hardwood and you know it's given like expensive um and I think that people should really adjust their expectations and look at their pockets and make decisions accordingly because uh, I mean you're not I don't think that uh, oftentimes everybody's not going to get 100% what they want but I think that they should focus on getting what they need. And as as long as they have what they need, especially moving out for the first time, then that is what is important because I feel like a lot of people make their first mistakes the first time that they move out. And so, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. But first for me, I, I would say um, the mental aspect of it is important first to address and like really sitting down and asking, asking yourself, Am I mature enough to do this, you know, to handle moving out, to handle what comes with it as far as like staying on top of your household, as far as your household items go, your groceries, um, and of course, more importantly, your bills. So like, I think it's important to like sit down with yourself and say, okay, hmm, like, can I really do this? You know, what I, am I, am I really able to do this right now? Um, and then also too not only be able to do it, but also do it. I think we talked about this earlier where you're still comfortable with doing some of the things that bring you joy. Like if you like traveling, are you still able to do that while you're moving, while you moved out? Now, for some people, it may not matter. But for me, that was like, we talk about a lot, a lot about um, non-negotiables. That was non-negotiable. Like I was like, okay, at the end of the day, if I move out, I still want to be able to travel um, it may not be five times out of out of the year, but maybe three. Um, another thing for me was I still want to be able to get my hair done, get my nails done. Things that bring me joy, I did not want to negotiate with that at all. So I think for whatever looks, whatever that looks like for you, as far as what brings you comfort and joy, it's important too to look at. Okay, am I going to still be able to do some of these things? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, you deserve to you know to still be good to yourself. So I think that's also important. And then um, planning ahead is important as well. Like for me, being as though we were in a pandemic, I started applying for places. It was it was like March or April, and I was approved by May. Now that was quick. That was a quick timeline. But once once you actually get out there, like some of the other places that I was interested in, it was like they had long wait times. So I thought I was ahead of the game, you know, starting in March and not anticipating to move until August. But quite frankly, 
in the middle of a pandemic, that still was not a good amount of time or a, a long amount of time to really get applications in for different places. So I think your timeline is very important. Um, the location, the area is important to think about, you know, where will you feel safe, safe, especially as a woman, that was very important for me. Like, okay, I want to be able to come home at night, you know, not really have to look behind my back too much because I live by myself. Um, so those types of things I think you should really um, consider and prepare for prior to moving out. Um, I did want to add to that. Um, my first time moving out, I did move out of state. And um, so one thing that I will say is that um, if you are making the decision to move out of state, some things to consider are expenses flying back and forth or how often you would want to go home or visit your friends or whatever the, the case may be. I feel like I'm blessed because I'm far away to be away, but I'm also still accessible. Like I can come home whenever I want to. It's driving distance. Um, I could literally be back and forth whenever I want to. So I think that the cost of traveling back and forth is also like super important. And um, we talked about this um, a little bit on the last episode, but being in, like being able to find community wherever you are, so, for example, some people, your neighborhood, like, are you living around a whole bunch of white racist people? Because that is a thing. Um, that is a thing. I've had um, friends come to me with stories about, you know, they live in an apartment complex and they've had the cops call, called on them for literally no reason, you know. And um, one thing that I personally love about my neighborhood is, like, I live in an old Black neighborhood. Um, literally all the grandmas and the aunties be on the be on their doorstep saying hi. Like, it's a very familiar and friendly environment. I feel very safe, just as Nisha said. Um, parking is also, like, I feel safe with my car outside. And I live in the city. So, you know, these are all really important things. But I don't think that I really thought about all of those different things because I, had to, I moved for school and I ended up staying. But I think that those are important things to think about when you're moving out. So for those who stay at home or move out, like what were some challenges that you experienced and then what were some rewarding aspects that you experienced? Um, I can start. I would say challenges, definitely not having a place that's like, well, it is 100%, but it's really not 100% my own space. So that is challenging. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to move out. But then I'm like, no, I'm going to just stay here. I'm probably not going to move out until I get married, if we're being honest. But I think that's probably like a challenge, not having a space that's like completely mine. Rewarding. I don't have to pay any bills. Mine is like my own personal ones. Um, I'm familiar with this place. I've been living here for 16, no, ooh, 20 years. So very familiar life. with it. It's a, it's a safe neighborhood. Nothing really popping off like that. So is very familiar um, to me. And then, like I said, in my room, I just feel, when I come home, just feel peace in my own room. So those are some challenges and some um, rewards that I personally have experienced. Um, one thing that I would say was a challenge, and this kind of goes into the last question, actually, when I think about it, 
um, actually looking for a space in a new city. And I mean, even like Daisha, she said it, she applied and it took however it was, but whatever, whatever. But I think that finding a, a good space in a new city was really challenging because I'm not there. It's not like I could just get off of work and, you know, go see spaces and like feel a place out. I had to do a lot of things virtually, look at a lot of things online, which was super challenging. I think that um, when I was actually transitioning, the whole moving, I hate moving. Moving is like the worst thing in the world. I don't care what anybody else says. I hate moving. But just like picking and choosing furniture, um, buying a mattress, mattresses are super expensive and they're an investment. So don't go cheap on them. That was like super challenging. And also just like getting adjusted to a completely different new area. Because, you know, when you've grown up, live your whole life in good old Baltimore, and you know, you uproot yourself and go to someplace that's completely different it's really hard just transitioning into a new space. Like where is the Walmart? Where is the grocery store? Things like that were super challenging for me, but um, the the things that were really rewarding were um, linked to the things that were challenging because I feel like I did a really great job um, transitioning. Um, I was fortunate enough to have really good living situations with other people because I do have, um, I did have roommates. So I got along really well with the people that I was living with. And um, yeah, I think that that was just like really rewarding to actually be able to say like you did it. I didn't, I, I've never, oh, this is the one big thing. I've never had to like double back and ask my parents for money for like rent or like to help pay for any expenses. I think that, and I've been, I've, I moved to Philadelphia in 2019. So it's been a couple of years and I've never had to say, oh, mom and dad, like, can you help me pay for whatever? And for me, that's like really, I've, I've always been able to handle it, figure it out, whatever it may be. And I'm super proud of myself about that. That's been super rewarding because it shows me that, oh, girl, you did it. No, you are grown. You are grown up. And I love that for me. Wow. I forgot this whole time. I was just thinking I did live alone. Well, I had you a room did, when, when I was in college. That don't count. Cause, it does. I mean, it counts, but it's not like I was paying all the bills and stuff. But it was rewarding having that space, like being able to come home from class and quiet. I forgot all about that. Woo, time flies. Yeah, Micah's spot was the little jump off back in the day. It was a good time, but yeah, good times. No, it definitely, I was over here cranking up. It definitely was a good time. That was the vibe surreal. Cause she was like the first person out of all of us to have like her own little spot for real. Like, I mean, even though it was with school, it don't matter. Like you had your own living space. So I thought that was really dope. Um, And we had a lot of really good memories out there. I know I'll be missing that apartment all the time. Good old yeah, university you posted, club. You posted something where you was out there. Weren't you out there or something? Oh yeah, yo, I had got my a package mailed there yeah. <laughs> a few weeks ago by accident <laughs> so yes, I, had to... I saw that and i was like yes. oh my gosh this is so nostalgic like yes yes oh <laughs> that brings me so much joy but all right challenges with moving out we already discussed this the timeline definitely my boyfriend oh my gosh he went with me to so many places to visit 
that was a challenge in itself because you know, it was the top of this year. So like a lot of places, they weren't even really allowing you to physically come into the, the spots. You had to like see the place uh, virtually, which obviously <laughs> when you see something virtually versus in person, it's a big <laughs> difference. Yeah. So like that was really killing the vibe, you know, as far as um seeing different places. And then to Ungui's point, like the actual moving process, like moving sucks. I don't, I don't know how people enjoy it. Like some people, they move like every year. That SHIT sucks. Number one is very costly. And then number two for me, my I don't have like a lot, a lot of family. So finding people to help me, it was, oh my gosh, it was like so stressful. Like by God's grace, we made it work. My grandfather, who's like 70 something was moving stuff. We made it work, but it was a very stressful time. And then also getting into my place and having to buy furniture. <laughs> that was that was like a process in itself because the supply chain right now with the pandemic is horrible. So a lot of things that I had ordered, some of the items I had to cancel because they kept pushing back the um, delivery date. Um, one of the items, literally my couch, had to be picked up by my sister's friend all the way out Hagerstown. He had to drive to and from, put this damn couch on his pickup truck. It was just like a whole lot, like getting my getting my stuff. So I always tell my boyfriend, like, I'm like, if we ever move together, I'm not getting rid of none of my stuff because it took so much to get it. So, um, yeah, that was a whole process in itself, but also additionally, like having to do everything yourself is a lot as well. Um, like taking the trash out. I did not have to ever take the trash out at home. I did not know what that looked like. So once I moved. Wow. Yes. 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 My boyfriend was like. kind of love? Oh my. I'm not. What? I was about to say his name, but no, my boyfriend was like, bro, like what? Like, no, I'm shook right now. Huh? Listen, I took out the trash. I never, I never. My mom always took the trash out. My mom, bugging. my mom up until literally freshman year of Morgan washed my clothes. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot to my, shout out to Tiffany. She's a real goat. Like she did a lot for me, but that's what I'm saying. Like that it was a challenge when I got here and having to do all these things. Like literally as of recently, I was trying to figure out, you know, why my dryer wasn't drying my clothes. You know, it was because. I needed to take the lint out the dryer, but being as though I live wow. home, I never had to do that. I don't, I didn't even know what that looked like. I didn't know where to find it. I'm texting my mom and my sister, like, Ma, like my stuff is not drying. I think my dryer is broke. Check the lint thing. And she was like, girl, like I'm gonna hurt you. Like you cannot leave lint in there. You know, it's gonna catch on fire. But these are just like really small things that like I really never had to do. So that in itself was an adjustment. Um, oh, and you didn't live on campus because you would have been doing your laundry. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So like, I I never had any of these experiences. So when I came here, it was like, huh, you got to do stuff like this? Like, I just thought the dryer just, I don't know, cleaned itself out. So I was like, that's wild. But um, then also too, I ain't going to cap. Like the first couple of nights when I moved here, I was scared. I was shook. Like I was, I was very scared. Um, I miss my family so much. Like, I think it took up until probably like early October where I was like, all right, like I'm settled. But yeah, it like took some time to really just be here and be alone and 
like I don't know like feel like safe in my space it was so weird because I'm like it's not like I live in a trap but I just kind of it just it really was an adjustment like locking my bedroom door stuff like that I was um I was really scared in here but um yeah those were definitely some challenges as far as um rewarding aspects about it to Ungui's point you know, it feels really good when you set a goal and you like, all right, I'm going to be intentional about this. I'm going to do what I need to do to set myself up and then actually seeing it come to life. Um, so that was really nice to see that, you know, I did that. And then, you know, creating a space. We spoke about this a little bit too. creating a space that feels like you and it feels home like my living room. I'm like, yo, this really this feel like me. So you know, it, it, it feels good. Um, those, those are definitely some rewarding things, but I also want to, even though I'm not home, I do also want to talk about that as well, real quick, because yo, I really did like living home. Like, don't get it twisted. I didn't have any, yeah, you did. You did. I really enjoyed living home. So like, you know, living home, you know, that was, that was definitely rewarding. Like being with my family, doing something as simple as coming up the steps. If I had a long day, especially during a pandemic, my mom, she in the dining room, you know, I can chop it up with her. Being here, I can't do that. I'm a little bit more adjusted now, but I do miss stuff like that. Like, so that was very re rewarding to um have that type of situation. And then I ain't going to cap, like the finances at home was better because, you know, unlike Mike, I mean, Micah, you know, you, you said you really didn't have to pay for things, which is awesome. But, you know, I was home. I had to pay rent and stuff like that. Um, but even still because it wasn't like I'm paying, I was paying rent by myself. I still could do like way more obviously at home than you can, you know, living on your own. So that definitely was rewarding as well. As far as the challenges at home, I already talked about that. Like sometimes it being noisy in my house, not really having like alone, alone time, but yeah, you know, I think all in all is pros and cons for both, whether you live home or not. So yeah Dang. I ain't even talk about no reward and stuff being at home that's a good point Deisha I feel like like you said just being around family um I have a younger brother and he's he's like there by himself so I think that when I was at home um I just really love that I get to spend time with him and have like a physical space in his life every day like he knows his big sister is here I can you know, like all of that stuff they should talk about. She didn't know how to do. No, I forced my brother to do like he knows how to do his laundry. If I'm cooking in the kitchen, I make him come in there, cook with me, all of that type of stuff, because, you know, like it's just good. You know, my father be getting on my nerves because he be rapping. But, you know, like all of that stuff kind of just makes a home, you know. And so I think that that was definitely one of the rewarding aspects of it. And it was free. It was definitely free to live at home. It was free. And it was more storage because I live in a box. So it was definitely more storage at home. But yeah. So we're starting to wrap up. We have like two and a half more questions. This question is actually for me. So me to me. What are some things people can do to make a space feel like their own if still living with their family? So I feel like I'm always redecorating my room. I probably did it like twice during the pandemic. But one thing that I did do was I got a new dresser and I got a new bed and mattress because I had my parents old stuff so I was like man I need to get some stuff so I did do that um and it made it feel more 
like at home, got new blankets and new curtains, you know, just to make it feel like it's my studio apartment <laughs> in my parents' house. So those are things that I do to make it feel more like my own um, space. So yeah, short and sweet. So for y'all, what are some things that you wish you knew before you moved out? I feel like y'all already kind of talked about this throughout the episode, but what are like some things you want to highlight briefly? Um, well, this isn't really for me, but I think that I was surprised at how, like just me talking to people and them not realizing how you really do need to have first, last and a security deposit to move. Um, you know, when you're applying for places, um, they look at your income, your bank statements and stuff like that. They check your credit. And um, also it's really important for, I just had a situation where somebody told me that they had like a ding from a previous renting experience on their credit report. And so they're applying for new apartments and they can't get approved because it was something from a long time ago. And I'm like, well, you, <laughs> you know, like that's stuff that you really need to pay attention to when you're thinking about moving. I should have said this earlier, but your, your past, um, your past history with um, apartment complexes and leases are very important for your future. You know, so if you have bad credit if you don't have stable employment, all of these different things definitely come into play and emphasize first, last, and security deposit. Like what? They require all of that when you move in um, when you move in. Um, I don't think that there was anything that I, I feel like I moved out. When I moved out, I was very well prepared. I will say that. Um, there's nothing that looking back, if anything, I wish that I had more money saved up for different furniture, but honestly, I wasn't, I didn't care about any of that stuff because I was more concerned about school. So being more prepared for school rather than fancy furniture, I feel like I had all of the things that I needed, a desk, a bed, and um, place to put my stuff, you know, everything else was just like, whatever, until I can finance it. But I feel like I was pretty well prepared when I moved. So I can, I can honestly just say that. Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel like um, because I had so many uh, people, like my mom and like cousins and stuff who've done it before, they, and my mom's like um, friends, like her best friends, they're like family to me. They all were like very much so like, girl, this is what you need to do. This is what you don't need to do. And even in preparation, as far as the whole credit thing, you know, my mom had so many challenges with that, that she was very on top of me. And even my sister now, in terms of like building your credit and, and all of that. So yeah, I think I was well prepared to Ungui's point, but for other people, um, I definitely agree with everything that Ungui said. It's so crazy because I know someone personally that also had the same issue when they were younger. They had a couple different apartments that they was, you know, doing the deal with and it caught up with them when they was trying to move. So that is very real. Pay your bills <laughs> because it will stay on your credit. And that stuff, this person that I'm referring to, um, I think that stuff doesn't get knocked off your credit until seven years. 
And so what I will say, what I will say about that, people often think that, oh, because the person who I know, they thought, oh, I thought that this was years ago. So I thought that it wouldn't matter as much. But like they know it takes a long time for it to come off your credit. And, you know, during that time, it is going to impact. But I will say that you can often contact the leasing people who you had whatever issue with and probably arrange something like you can probably pay a certain amount of money and get that removed from your credit and I think I personally think that that is a better option than leaving that on your junk for seven or however many years and they she said it was multiple so you know who knows how long that could take to really finally be cleared so I would say get in contact with whatever leasing whatever or credit your whoever to try to get that appealed or off your credit report. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I mean, but what what I will say is, sadly, this person attempted to do that and it didn't work out for them. So just don't assume <laughs> that these things will work for you. I think please take this episode as a um, take some nuggets from this episode and put it in your put it in your bank because it doesn't work for everyone, unfortunately. So yeah, just make sure that when you are building yourself up, you know, we think that, oh, we're young and whatever, none of this stuff is going to catch up with us. It definitely does. So just be mindful of that when you are moving out. Um, And I think we already talked about a lot of other stuff. I don't want to be repetitive, but I do think the credit, the credit thing is a big thing to um, mention. So as we wrap up this episode, do y'all have any resources or final advice that you would like to share with our listeners, whether they are deciding to move out, whether they are staying home, what would you tell them? Yes, I have advice. I do. (laughs) So first and foremost, I think that um, people should not downplay Facebook marketplace. Okay. There are a lot of listings and groups that you can get into that um, have, you know, like the listing. So for me, when I was moving, um, I was trying to get into the group. So I was attending Drexel. So Drexel um, groups for housing or young black professionals, blah, blah, blah. Like they have so many Facebook groups where you can either find a roommate find people who are wanting to release their lease. So maybe they're leasing a place, but they need someone to take it over or they're looking to fill a room or roommate, whatever the case is. I feel like Facebook Marketplace is a really great resource for that. I was also able to find a roommate from there, which I feel like eh, it could sound, oh my God, like you're blah, blah, blah. Like you, of course, be safe, but I personally think that it is a really great resource. You can have so many filters, like a lot of students or young professionals look for things like this um, and search through things like this, especially if they're not um, <clears throat> looking for anything too permanent. So it's a lot of legit people on there. I don't think that you should be scared to look, use those resources. And also too, um, outside of the regular, oh, apartments.com or whatever, Um, I was able to find my space through a realtor um, who uh, was showing like one-off apartment complexes in the city that were just built, you know, under 
whoever the person was that was rebuilding these places. So I think that that's also a great resource, like to look for realtors who are specifically looking for, I mean, who are like selling apartments, like one-off apartments, because I mean, Mike and Dacia know, but my apartment is a house that was flipped into an apartment. So maybe like, it's, it's kind of hard to find places like that on, I guess, regular, regular sites. So um, looking for other options, like, like I said, Facebook and places like that are really great for finding a place. And also I think people should look into renter's insurance. I didn't know about renter's insurance until when I first moved and my landlord required it, but it's actually pretty good. I think that if you are Maybe it's your first time renting or you just want a little bit extra security. I think that renter's insurance is all, is always good. Um, you know, insurance, generally speaking, is insurance. So low-key is a scam. But I think that sometimes it's good to have. Say somebody broke into your apartment, God forbid, and things were stolen or something that was out of the, you know, it was just like out of the circumstances of your, oh, they should saying that it's required in Maryland for apartments. Well, it's, I don't think that it's required here and a lot of people don't have it, but it's something to look into if you, if you don't know about renter's insurance. I didn't know about that when I moved. So that was all that I had to say. Yeah, I think that's all great advice, especially about the insurance. Um, but like I said, here it's required. Like when you, um, when I had, when I moved in, I had to show them proof that I had renter's insurance. Um, same thing with uh, my mom's spot. My mom rent, rents our house. She had to do the same thing. So I think it may be different, you know, state by state, but here you have to present that anyway. Uh, but just for those who may not know, uh, just to put it out there. But additionally, as far as advice to everyone, we said, um, I think I already said this already, but just do what's best for you um, in terms of what brings you peace, whether it's staying home or moving out do what is best for you, what is best for your budget, what is not best for your budget. It might be people in your ear. Like my mother, she has such high expectations as far as, oh, you should have been looking out here and looking out there. And I'm like, sis, you're not paying my bills. So that sounds good, but you're not paying my bills. (laughs) So, you know, do what's really best for you, what you can afford, like we already talked about. Um, Also, um, you know, what was good for you as far as your mental health. Um, and then also we didn't really mention this, but make it fun, have fun throughout the process. Like I said, it was very lengthy as far as the timeline. And that sometimes it was very stressful when I was looking for places, but have fun with it. When you get into your place, have fun with the decorating and just enjoy the process. So I think all of those are um, good pieces of advice to leave y'all with. And then additionally, too, a lot of people don't know this, but some places will offer discounts to you based off of who your employer is. And so when I moved here, I got a very generous discount because, you know, I work um, for Hopkins. So I think uh, that's something that people should look into because a lot of places they won't tell you. So you might have to do your research, but um, just keep that in the back of your head when you're looking for places as well. And then for those of you who are staying home, I'm just going to wrap up with this. Just make sure you are saving your money and try to find um, peace in your space and also make that your own as well. So that is it with the check-in. 
Um, I hope everyone, regardless of your situation, learned a lot. Um, and if you are transitioning out, I hope you use some of the resources and tips that Daisha and Ungui mentioned. Ungui is going to wrap us up with the food for thought. Yeah, so there was this article that I found, and it was five mistakes young people make when renting an apartment and how to avoid them. And I think that a lot of the stuff in this article are things that we, t- we touched on throughout the episode. And so <clears throat> it's just going to highlight a lot of the things that we already talked about. So the first one is instead of sticking to online listings, try different methods. And, you know, I touched on that. So, um, you know, actually going to apartment complexes um, and talking to their leasing people Um, And sometimes they'll give you referrals. They'll be like, oh, maybe you should go try this place or go talk to this person. I've um, seen that happen before. Um, But you can miss listings if you just stick to Zillow or apartments.com. So just broaden out the way that you're looking for places to forget high season um, for um, for cheaper rent move during off peak months. And so Deja talked about how it was like a lengthy process for her. So I think that that has a lot to do with, you know, we're in a pandemic because, you know, I don't think people usually wait that long before, like b- between looking and finding an apartment because of how, number one, how fast good places go and also how long like these leasing places are willing to keep places open. So for me, when I was trying to move, I started looking ahead of time. And a lot of the places that I was like, okay, this is cool. They weren't even willing to wait until my move-in date because they were like, oh no, we need somebody to move in at this time. We need somebody to move in the end of June, you know, but I wanted to move in September. So we couldn't look too far ahead of time but um for our moving date also a lot of people generally tend to move between april and september you know um that's when college students or like young people like they're doing their transitions you know summer school starting so you know rent is going to be expensive (laughs) so a good time to maybe start looking is months like december and january when it's not as hectic you can probably find cheaper rental places also this is a sidebar, but some good advice going to Daisha's point is depending on where you are, um, they do give discounts and they do give rewards. So it's super important to ask whoever it is you're leasing with or whoever it is, all of those questions you need to ask like, oh, well, can I get a discount on rent? Um, my sister lives in Texas and she told me that with her gas and electric people, they were like, okay, well, you can get free um it's like free after 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. or whatever. I was like, what? Now, you know that they're not doing that in the city in Philly. They're not doing that. <laughs> so, you know, but it's always important to ask questions like that before you move in. Um, the third one is stop searching for apartments too early or too late. There's an ideal time frame. Did I just read that? Oh, no. Yes. Okay, no. This is, this is back to what I was just saying. So many um, young people look for apartments three months out or two weeks before moving, which is too far too, um, too, too near. So I think that it's really important to gauge your timeline. We talked about a timeline a lot, but understand that, like I said, some places, they're not going to leave the listing out for that long. Or if they're doing renovations, places might be opening up and 
they might want people to like move in after however many times. So I, again, this is just all goes back to like asking questions, but I, I would say that is good advice. We're in a pandemic now, so things look differently. You might have to start looking earlier like Deja had to, but my experience was definitely not like that. Four, don't get stuck on amenities. Think about the things that you really need. This can go into non-negotiables. Me, I needed an in-unit washer dryer, period. Okay, like, no, I needed that. I personally don't like carpet. I feel like it gets dirty fast and it's harder to clean. I really wanted wood, but I feel like that was not something that I could not negotiate on if the price was right, right? Because, you know, I can live with carpet. But, you know, don't get too stuck on these, you know, amenities. You know, I also wanted, like, central air, okay, because that is important to me. A lot of a lot of the apartment complexes that I was looking at surprisingly did not have that. They had the little junk hanging out the, the window. And I said, absolutely, absolutely not. No, no. Um, um, and it's also important about maintenance, um, communication with the maintenance, how fast they get things done. Things like that are super important. Um, so don't get too caught up on, oh, I want marble, but your maintenance people responded to you two weeks after you make a complaint. The math ain't mathing. Um, and five, just because you think you can afford the rent does not mean the landlord agrees. And we talked about this. <sighs> if you move now, you might need a co-signer. We didn't talk about that, but co-signing, like, you know, just to have that extra bit of security, you know, we talked about a support system. You might just need that co-signer. You know, maybe you're, credit ain't looking cute or, you know, you're not making enough for the um, the landlord to feel comfortable renting out their space to you. So, you know, you might want to look into seeing if you can have a, um, a co-signer or something like that to give you that little bit of extra cushion or help you get the place that you really want. Um, and so all of that, again, will go into credit details and like payment backgrounds and all of those stuff like that. But I think that those are five really great points that people really should take into consideration when they are thinking about moving. So yes, y'all take these tips. Don't be out here looking goofy. I feel like that was, that was spot on. That was, oh my gosh, she got so many good points. So y'all better be listening. So yes, don't be out here looking goofy, move out, can't afford it. <sighs> Having champagne dreams with, I don't know, water money or something. Make sure you use all the resources and nuggets that we dropped, um, again, regardless of your circumstances. Um, make sure you follow me on Instagram at MDCO. You can follow me on Instagram at Gwism. You can follow me at Cheyenne Says So. You can follow our page at Millennials to Society. That's two L's, two N's, and the number two. See you. We out.
can't ever assume all the luxuries of an adult or all of the uh, the benefits of an adult without assuming the same amount of responsibility. <laughs>